Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the untapped community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped Store. That's right, of a store online. Uh, use the coupon code PODCAST to get 20% off your next purchase. That's store.untapped.com. Coupon code is PODCAST. And as always, remember, like, subscribe, TikTok us, find us on Twitch. I don't know. Do things online to follow us around. Just online, though, or in person, whatever. Let's see what happens. We're not. Anyway, enough about that. I'll let John take it from here. Yeah, please join me and Harrison in a Call of Duty contest where yeah. we drink beer and try and figure <laughs> out how to start the lobby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So welcome to the show. We're talking about ESB, of course, the extra sensory board, or as Harrison told me, it may mean English salty beer, which probably would be good. Perhaps you know it as an edible sauce bucket if you frequent McDonald's. However you interpret the ESB, we're here to talk about its role on Untapped today. And as officially as I can determine, this is actually meant to mean extra special bitter. Going back to a time when 70 IBUs was unheard of or unimaginable, right. this beer has a history more confusing than Harrison's shirt collection. And to date, the only perceivable measurement to determine a best, an ordinary, an extra bitter is a mixture of IBU and ABV. So there's some nomenclature confusion, like a Double IPA, a 2X IPA, an Imperial IPA. Have I lost your attention yet? <laughs> um, if I can wipe the glaze off of your eyes, promise you it'll get a little better. An ESB is kind of like a close cousin to an English IPA or an incredibly close, close cousin to an English pale ale. They share some lineage with each other and many other beers. This was like a forerunner catch-all style name for most early English beers, and it was maybe ahead of its time. Brewing methods evolved. Brewers became more technical. There was a huge eruption in the UK at a place called Burton-on-Trent. I think it was yes. Burton-on-Stoke. So brewers learned to make beer in more creative and different ways, but the ESB was kind of there before that happened. And while most of them still use an English yeast strain to coax the traditional flavor, you can find American brewers putting their own take on this as often as we do. If you like <clears throat> German box or American ambers, this beer should feel pretty familiar to you. And at the end of this episode, I hope that you're less confused than you are now. But if anyone asks you why you like ESBs, remember that it's a beer that pays careful attention to the mixture of malt and hop bitterness rather than relying too heavy on one or the other. Harrison, is there a badge on Untapped that rewards people for journeying down this very confusing path? Is there? Is there ever? John, have I told you lately you're extra special? No, not never, actually. Well, I'm not doing it now either. That's the name of the badge, John. Come on, be professional. <laughs> Um, so that's right. There is a badge with some play on words here inside on tap to celebrate ESBs and English bitters and kind of everything in between and beneath and whatnot. It's called your extra special. 
And the description is, whether you're feeling extra special or extra strong, stopping by the local pub for a delicious extra special strong bitter or English bitter is always a good decision. Try five different beers with the style of extra special or strong bitter or English bitter to grab level one of this badge. There you have it. And we've got a pretty classic one to start with, I think, don't we, John? Yeah, we've already featured one very, very classic one on the podcast earlier. Um, And a lot of these beers, I think, hold a special place for most. Today, we're drinking Moreland's Old Speckled Hen. Why is there a chicken in my beer? Harrison might (laughs) give us a little bit of insight into this. A little bit. Uh, The Old Speckled Hen, made by Green King, which is a gigantic brewery business operation in the UK. This is obviously an extra special or extra strong bitter as it's listed on untapped. This comes in at 5%. Again, think back to a time when 5% was a kind of a bigger beer. Um, If you're wondering how 5% could be even called strong by today's standards. Mm. Overall on untapped, this beer rates a 3.36% with about a quarter million check-ins. Yeah. It's not bad for a beer style that doesn't have the rageful trend behind it like so many New England IPAs. <laughs> and Untap will tell you as Harrison pours it into his glass and mm. prepares to soak his mustache in that. Yeah, look at that. Color. A lot there. A lot of mustache ground up there at the top. <laughs> <laughs> Old Speckle Den has a full, smooth flavor, and it's very easy to drink. This is why we love ESBs. It's rich amber color and superb fruity aromas are complemented by a delicious blend of malty taste. Toffee and malt combine with bitterness on the back of the tongue to give Harrison a balanced sweetness. This is all followed by a refreshingly dry finish. And we're looking for, again, like hops and malt both having the same kind of volume in that bitterness department. Harrison, how's it treating you, man? Yes, so... If you have been with us for a while, I think on the first episode, you and I hosted on Drinking Socially, we <laughs> talked about what kind of beers would we be, and I made a joke about how I was like an Argyle sweater or something, and I liked English bitters. I don't know. It might have made sense at the time, um, but uh, I love this style of beer. It's confusing for many. You just did a great job of kind of breaking down right this weird history of best bitters, strong bitters, ordinary bitters. Maybe a strong bitter doesn't mean what you think it does. Strong certainly isn't 11%. Um, but we can talk about that in a minute. This is delicious. It is balanced. It's like, and it's fruity, but there's a toffee thing happening. It's, and it's not overly hopped. For me, I love this because it kind of, I can envision being in a pub. There's a fire. There's a man with a million stories as the bar keeps you, Harrison. Cask master. Maybe it's me, right? Maybe it's I'm visiting my older self. Maybe I'm having a, a vision, another vision quest. Is the vision quest alert? We don't have a rainbow bagpipe button for that. <laughs> what, what, that yeah. <laughs> but it's uh yeah, it's it just takes me somewhere that feels old and classic. Um, and there, there's just so much flavor in here. And to be, as you said, checked in a quarter million plus times or almost right now and untapped. Certainly, like, I feel like almost everybody knows about this beer. You should anyway. It's It's got a great history to it. But this is just delicious. It's something you can drink every day, 5%. Um, 
but it's right. It's got American amber qualities to it, German Bach qualities to it. There's even like old school American pale ale qualities to it. Like I could almost, it looks like Sierra Nevada's pale ale. Obviously that's more hop forward. There's more bitterness in that, but there's similarities here. Like there are a lot of those same kind of like biscuity toffee things happening in the beginning of both beers. I love this. This is, and it's actually got more, bitterness than i remember again it's not crazy it's if you're a, a double ip fan you may drink this and think it tastes like a lager but i'm getting like that nice kind of those english hops like fuggles and goldings they're very like earthy bitterness it ends like that and the dryness really complements it they kind of come with each other english really used to really dry anyway um, or they can be while also still being fruity that's why a lot of american brewers like them for West uh, in New England style IPAs, but anyway, my first sip became a first you know, monologue. This is great <laughs> biscuits. There's some dirt happening in here, but like happy dirt, like you're a kid in a treehouse running around with your friends. That kind of thing. The, it just smells like the forest in the fall. It's it's uh, it's cool. So anyway, what about you, John? What's happening over there? What makes sense of what I'm talking about? <laughs> How does someone follow that? Mm. Um, I think to Harrison's point. <sighs> This beer is is satisfying. It's a lager mm. with flavor. It's I mean it's not a lager, but it it has that that place where I could feel this fitting into my life. It's one of the like if if Harrison was like John, I'm going to come over. We're going to barbecue yeah. some meat, right? Great. Bring a pilsner. Bring a lager. Bring a session IPA. And he shows up with this ESB with a little bit of color on it. And I'm like, yep. oh, I don't know if I can yep. drink these all day. And then one sip in, you're like, ooh, oh. that dry finish is beautiful it makes me want to reach for a piece of cheese yeah like a cracker or something yes. to go with it oh, but cheese son of a gun the, the beer does <laughs> a great job just kind of like standing behind you and telling you that you're doing great without <clears throat> being too loud right it's not right. telling you to turn right or turn right. left right you go where you want and this beer yeah, is like we're right. doing great bud yep just sit back in that chair near the fire eat a whole wheel of cheese and don't worry about how many calories are in that or what it's doing to your heart. Just that doesn't matter in this moment. It's all about cheese and beer and the fire and telling stories. It's great. It really is. And we're, you know, it's, there are a lot of stories to this beer. Actually, the history of it's pretty cool. So quick note, you can find this all across the UK in a cask form as well, but it's only four and a half percent. So a little bit lower ABV on the hand pump, which is, I'd love to try that one day, but, um, the history of this beer, it goes back a while. So we're talking about Sierra Nevada, 1980. Well, Old Speckle Hen got you by a year. 1979 is when uh, Moreland first brewed this. Now, as John mentioned, Moreland was actually bought by Green King in 2000. So now Green King's making this beer. But this is first brewed to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the MG Car Factory, which is in Abingdon, Oxfordshire, which is also where Orland Brewery was. There was kind of a, a great relationship there. Small town, you know, both businesses knew each other well and had for, for a while. And if you're unfamiliar with the MG cars, it's one of the most filmed cars in the world for like movies. So it's in Funny Farm with Chevy Chase. It's in Austin Powers. It's in Breathless, which was a movie I didn't know. Richard Gere did it. He's like a thief, but I guess he drives a pink MG around all the time. Anyway, it's it sounds interesting. I don't know. Uh, I'm a Richard Gere fan. But so it's the Britain's biggest little car company. So they're kind of, it's like a smaller sports car. Um, but they the name, the reason, okay, so cars and beer, what's 
usually they shouldn't mix. Well, agree, but hold on. There's again, as you said, same town here and a bit of a history. So there was a a car, an MG car that was kind of like used the workers at the factory used just to like do you know trips and quick chores and stuff, drive around in this car that obviously got some miles on it being used every day by all these factory guys. And so it was all like flecked and covered in dirt and chips of paint and, you know, whatever, just from years of service and kind of gained a name around town because of the way it looked is an old, old speckled done is what my horrible English accent is. But like, sound like yeah, maybe a factory worker and uh, right, maybe sure. I'll give you that. Ah, I got, yeah, got the black lung. No, it's different. Um, <laughs> But it was translated kind of into the old speckled hen, and it was at first a brown ale. But so that's where the same comes from this car that was seen around town that everybody knew. And, you know, MG and Moreland got together and said, let's honor this awesome car that's pretty classic, everybody knows about with a cool beer, named after this car that's kind of like a local legend. So I just thought that was a, just a hoot to no, no hen pun intended. They don't hoot. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I thought it was a really cool story that, right, we, you know, obviously craft breweries, newer breweries have stories about how they were founded and make drinking out of bowls and an Airbnb. And now you're a brewery <laughs> that John and I have talked about, but um, not just limited to breweries in the U.S., a lot of great stories, a lot of history here. And this is one that that I love and thought was that was great. You know, you have a, a little, kind of a local lore, local legend that now everyone in the world can enjoy. And it's it's beer form. So that's what we're doing tonight. Um, and now I just want an, an MG to drive around town and pick up beer in and then Do drink that at home. Chores. Mm-hmm. Eh, spotting the old speckled. <laughs> <laughs> cool. yep. Like that yeah. would, I feel like that would be a, a modern day. If you worked for Google, they'd be like, yeah, you can drive around in the, in the, I don't know, four, 404 error. Uh, right. Ford Explorer, and you can go do some, <laughs> some chores in between your work. Yep. Exactly right. I love That's it. Yeah. It would work. What's a hen? Um, the thing that makes the eggs. So, yeah, but cool history, delicious beer. Um, and just, yeah, I'm glad we're drinking it and enjoying it because it's, it's one, if you haven't had it and you're a beer fan, you should. It's, yeah, again, ESB is one of those styles people don't know what to do with. Here, you know, in the States, you don't see it a lot, but yep. it's different than a pale ale. It's darker, obviously, than the classic pale ale. And it's just, it's less hopped, but it's still, as you said, it's balanced. And this is, it's just something that makes you slow down. It's not trying to blow you away with any crazy anything. It knows what it is. It's been the same forever. There's there's something, there's some kind of invisible experience in there that's translated from that history into the glass that, that I feel like I'm picking up on. Maybe it's just the air in this room or the heat outside and the lack of water I've had today. You have ventilation where you are, Harrison? I, I don't remember. <laughs> Got a fan blowing, but it's the same air. It hasn't, the air hasn't changed. It's getting hotter and thinner by the moment. Well, since Green King has uh, boosted the production of Old Speckle, yeah. and Harrison pointed out that this is going to be available to probably over half of the population in the world by now. Yeah, um, yeah I think so. Like 47 countries from Australia to the United Arab Emirates, even. It's in 355 milliliter bottles, 500 mil. It's in cans as well. I've seen it in like basically 16 ounce or 500 mil 
cans um, around, which is really cool to make it last a, a little bit longer. So yeah, definitely seek it out if you haven't. Um, and it should be relatively easy for, for you to find. And so with this ESB and the ESB being so steeped <laughs> in English <laughs> history, that's not a tea joke, but yeah. it was, um, how many, how many, I know there's, a, uh, there's not a lot of ESBs. I can think of a few off the top of my head, thinking of American brewers and beers, yeah. but how prolific is this badge on untapped Harrison? Is this probably not as well earned as like the, the haze for days, but how are we doing? It's doing well. You're right. It's not, I mean, uh, as we've kind of seen the IPA centric badges really lead the way on untapped um, in terms of unlocks, but this one's doing really well. So, so far more than 268,000 unlocks of uh, your extra special or your special badge, which again, all you have to do is try five room beers with the style extra special, strong bitter or English bitter. And the highlights here are kind of like, kind of what I expected um, like the classic ESBs with a couple maybe little surprises in here. But the number one is London Pride from Fuller's. So really, I don't know, when, when I think of beer and ESBs, I'm thinking of Fuller's. I'm thinking of Moreland or Green King now. I'm thinking of Abbott Ale, like some of these Boddingtons, obviously, which we had on the show before. The Nitro Can always has a special place in my heart. Um and they're, they're all on this list. I mean, the, the one that kind of surprised me, maybe, but really shouldn't, I, I love this beer, is Honker's Ale from Goose Island. So oh, nice. they brew an ESB. And forever, it was really easy for me to get that around Christmas time. So that became like, a as we've talked about, my dad's a big brown ale fan. I like the hops more. And that beer was one we could both sit back and enjoy so cool that um that jumps in in the top five uh, of the world a you know relatively compared to all these other breweries some of them are hundreds of years old um you have bombardier in here more green king stuff goose island in the in the mix with honkers which is a cool american interpretation of this. so a lot of history here a lot of big breweries from the uk letting it know, be known that they're uh, this is their jam and they're they're killing the ESB game um but I, and i've been lucky to have a bunch of these uh, but always looking for doom bar from sharps brewery that's on here as well that's one of the ones that i would so many uh, pubs that i talked to for untapped had that beer on hand and pump and like every picture looked like the best beer ever it had a cool logo on the actual card on the the amp of itself. And I was like, ah, one day. And that, that's on this list as well. So that's really the big one for me that I want to try and hunt down. Hope it lives up to the, uh, the image I have in my head. I'd like to hunt down another Boddington. Yeah. Um, and that's, we can do well. that. We can find <laughs> that. That's a mission we can accomplish. <laughs> but that's a pretty cool list. Generally, uh, a lot of English brewers on there taking or helping people are in the ESB badge, which yeah. is, twofold now helping bring families together during the holidays and also having a rough day maybe your zoom call got disconnected and you were on mute accidentally or (laughs) all day whatever like you had to go into work and you didn't want to raise your hand um (laughs) drink five esbs and uh your good friend untaps will let you know that you're also special i mean that's that's like that's a double reward 
<laughs> it's nice, nice when your phone tells you something that's not your battery's dying, or your bank account's empty, or your football team lost. It's good when the phone alerts you that you know some good news. Speaking of good things and this badge, how are we doing, John? How are you doing on the extra special badge, you extra special person? Probably as good as anyone listening to this podcast is going to assume. <laughs> I am I'm I'm firmly rooted in my level one, so by definition I am uh, special. You are the last level up actually came from Bonningson's uh, uh, Pub Ale. Yes, which is sad because that means I won't get to drink more of it to keep leveling it up. <laughs> I've, got, I've got some work to do on this beer style for sure. And every time we do a podcast like this, it lets me know, you know, next time I'm out at that place with 40 taps, I'm going to look for an ESB instead of, you know, my typical beer that I would go to. What about you, Harrison? Are you also at level one? I am at level four, which I was hoping I'd be a little higher, but For me, this almost falls in the same category of German lagers we've talked about before, where we both drink a lot of them, but from the same four breweries or the same four German lagers. So it's hard to make a lot of excuses, but just uh, just laying it out there, just talking facts. (laughs) But I will say that I kind of recently have been going out of my way to enjoy the like the American craft brewers version of this. Um, and I've gotten a couple either uh, the kind of sister to this style, the milds or ESBs from bre- the brewery dissolver out in Asheville, yeah. North Carolina. And so their ESB, they did nothing but love. It was great. That's what I, the most recent check-in that helped me level up. This badge was from Dissolver, just a delicious, very classic. I think it was like 3.8%. It was low ABV, crushed it, wish I there was a 25-pack. Um, my first one, though, which is pretty cool, this took me back memory land. I looked through my check-ins to see on that badge what helped me get to level one of this guy, and it was a beer called There and Back, which, if you remember, John, it was out of Sierra Nevada's Beer Camp collab box. They used to do those. I think the first year it was like, 12 different beers, 12 different collaborations. They were all in bottles. The next year, it was like a mix of bottles and 16-ounce cans, which I'd never – no one had done that, have a variety pack that had cans and bottles in it, and it was all collaborations. So, turned about killing it. But this one was 2014, collaboration with New Galeris, and it was basically just a, a classic ESB, the name there and back kind of poking fun at how many planes, trains, and automobiles it takes to get from Wisconsin to Chico, uh, California, where Sierra Nevada is. So um, I, I remember that beer, or that, certainly that box, um, but that was a cool place that I've started and so far gotten to, although for tonight it'll change, done a lot of my work on the ESP badge with American uh, breweries, which is interesting. Right. Yeah, one trip to London and you'd you'd. you'd, you'd Two right. extra American. I don't know how to say <laughs> a lot of work. words. A lot of work. But I do want to ask you a kind of a pivotal yeah. question at this point okay. in the podcast, Harrison. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna because I I know based on some of the things you've you've talked about on this podcast, yeah, that there's a there's a good chance you're gonna give me a long answer here. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna make this a challenge. I'm gonna make it a would you rather challenge, and I'm gonna give you three minutes to summarize your answer okay okay yep 
So at three minutes, I'm cutting you off. If you haven't already given, you need to sell me on this. Would you rather Harrison, would you rather, we're talking about English history and beers. We live in America. Let's make it easy. Would you rather coffee or tea? Go coffee time. One second. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. So this is a big one, John. I'll, I'll, I'll keep this as brief as I, as I can. And please cut me off. But this is like waffles or pancakes, big Stallone or Schwarzenegger, ketchup or mustard. This is one of those pivotal would you rather's love tea, grew up drinking tea. I'm surprised I'm as tall as I am because of how much tea I had at a young age. But maybe it was coffee would be worse. But I am one of those guys where every day I wake up at like negative five and I need coffee just to get to zero. And that's sad and and probably something we should talk about more openly as a society what caffeine is doing to us but tea has it too Uh, i feel like it just doesn't have quite the hooks that the coffee does in me so if i have to pick one i'm picking coffee tea's great love an afternoon cup of tea green tea great matcha tea latte from dunkin donuts it's mostly sugar but green is the hulks whatever also great um but man, it's just that cup of coffee in the morning. It's like, I need it. I'm just, I'm a basic dude. I need that cup of coffee. If I said tea, I'd just be an idiot and, and no one would make it past 8 a.m. in my house if tea was tea. what was getting me out of bed. Tea's the answer everyone probably wants to give. We're, working right? to tea, we're right? honest with ourselves. Yeah. Uh, we've still got two minutes left just about. So I'm going to ask you a follow-up question. You mentioned Dunkin' Donuts. Mm. If the whole world was at your disposal and I said, Harrison, we need to grab a cup of coffee before the next podcast. Where do you take me? Wawa. <laughs> Wawa. We'll have a knife fight in the parking lot and uh, with the owner and then uh, or the franchise owner. Then we'll I'm grab definitely a, getting a hot dog right. while we're there. Or a sizzly, which is a which is a breakfast sandwich inside two pancakes, John, which I know other places do, but they're not as big as Wawa's. Just sitting there. That's a checkout item. That's not I would like a sizzly, please, and a, then a human makes it. They're just stacked next to the counter. People are grabbing them. With, oh, I'll grab a napkin. Oh, and I forgot my sizzly for the day. Pick two um, of these up. Yeah, exactly right. I'll do so. Yeah, sizzlies and coffee from Wawa, and we'll you know we'll make it until our hearts give out for sure. That'll be a that's a no brainer. But uh, everyone's probably scratching their head. Um, oh, yeah. Wawa uh, what like a northeastern or eastern well, middle east mid it depends there's a lot in florida and then there's it's an inter- the map is interesting it like kind of starts in jersey goes to virginia skips over to carolina and georgia and then it's florida's full of them yingling follows a very similar path which is unrelated but maybe it's still curious to me um but yeah yeah we'll go to wawa we'll uh, grab some sizzlies and some hoagies and we'll they have they worked with some breweries and done like one of their own beers too they have yeah so actually my little brewery in shemini creek brewed a hot dog beer for wawa or i think it was wawa gosh it could be sheets i may be opening up a small roar uh, okay. um and then 2SP brewed a beer for Wawa that was a it's a coffee stout I think um, so yeah and then another brewery did a like a fruited sour that were like those peach circle candies it was yep. that peach beer rings. yeah peach rings thank you 
So they have. I mean, Wawa. Oh yeah, Wawa. I joke, but I mean, if I die in a Wawa, don't be sad. Know that I died. Probably mostly happy. Holding your sizzly. <laughs> right. Um, which this I'll is probably it. pick up from you. And that's right. Uh, They'd still be fine. Days later, it's great. This is a, a hearty meal. So Wawa. Even though we've done a good job, you've made me hungry and yep. uh, desiring a trip there. Good. Uh, I want to be going. Yeah. And we're going to talk about Nashville, okay. Tennessee. I was there recently, and yes. I want to use that experience as an opportunity to feature our verified venue highlight of the week. We're going to Nat. Well, I went to Nashville, and it'll probably yep. be a while before I get to go back. But if you're there, Hot. the beer scene, obviously, everybody should be thinking Bearded Iris. And of course, yep. shout out to Bearded Iris. They put Nashville on the map for a lot of people. But a long time ago, there's a brewery called Jackalope. If you yes. used to watch America's Funniest People, you remember the Jackalope nuisance sure. that was part of that funny TV show. Jackalope Brewing in Nashville, Tennessee is a verified venue. And oh. while I was there, I was trying to score some local beer. It was, I think they had a crawler station in Nashville Airport. If I had nice. more time, I would have investigated. The beer in that yeah. city was something they're really yeah. proud of. And... Jackalope was on draft at a lot of barbecue places I visited. Their artwork on the cans is gorgeous. I even saw like you would see people wearing like Jackalope swag around the city. So I want to give them a shout out. There's a bunch of breweries in Nashville and Tennessee that you should make a point to visit if you're traveling. But Jackalope, founded in 2009, so definitively old by American craft beer standards, Female founded, which is great. I'd love celebrating yep. that. And it makes my wife really happy when we get to go visit a place like that. It's, it's, I think that's awesome that you wouldn't know that, of course, but it's female founded. The ranch is their second venue. They actually outgrew their first place and opened nice. up the ranch, which is verified on Untapped. And they just launched distribution into New York. They do some direct to consumer in vermont maybe in a non-so-distant world you'll be able to pick them up on the osner app um, through harrison but i picked up some cans to share with friends the only thing i'll say is if you're going make sure you check their untapped page they're currently they're closed monday and tuesday everyone needs a day off they chose the worst two days so that you can drink there all weekend just don't try and show up on a monday but they're also super committed to the environment harrison was doing a little bit of research on some of the processes they put into place to help reduce climate change is that fair to say i'm not a scientist. absolutely i mean yeah they're yeah i mean they're huge into sustainability tons of you know from very Again, straightforward approaches, local ingredients, a lot of local hops from the Glen Levin Farm. Their beer, Tennessee Wild Woman Ale, actually contains a yeast strain harvested from a local uh, sage flower, uh, which is really cool. They're also the first brewery um, in Tennessee to utilize CO2 recapture uh, in their kegging, which is, is pretty cool. <clears throat> I've seen and worked with one system that uh, of CO2 recapture, it's 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 great. I mean, there's tons of in the air. If you're paying for it all the time, uh, you don't need to be um, <laughs> if you invest correctly and and realize that. Uh, and they reuse so much stuff. All their water comes from a local river, and they actually reuse about 930 gallons per brew cycle. So nothing is really going to waste. Even the plastic cups they use, they're plant-based, and they fully decompose in six months. So they're doing great stuff on the beer side of things. They're doing 
great stuff beyond the beer. I was lucky to have Thunder Ann from them, which is one of their pale ales um, that you can find more regularly. That was awesome. It was a great beer. So they're talking the talk. They're walking the walk. Um, and that's that's really great to see that they're going the many extra steps and, you know, what is necessary to, you know, keep their community, the environment and by association, all of us, you know, as, as healthy and as happy as they can be. So we're around long for a long, long time to drink tons of Jackalope beer. Um, so hats off to them. And speaking of beer and great beer and great things, John, it's that time again. What was your best beer of the week? Easy answer. Weird label, weird artwork on the okay. can caught my eye right away. Yeah. Uh, beer from Rotunda Brewing up in Pennsylvania that, that comes to me by way of a good friend that visits Pennsylvania sometimes. Yes. Beer called For the Love of Max. Mm. And it's one of those beers that's kind of a beer for a cause. Got it. Much better than a t-shirt for a cause. This yes. is a beer you get to drink. All the proceeds go into resources for children. It's embarrassing that we still have problems like this in the world. So I want to send a, a heartfelt and special thank you to Rotunda Brewing for helping to promote some awareness, all while making an IPA featuring pineapple and tangerine that was delicious. Ooh. I'm a huge fan of these type of collaborations. It's a win-win in my eyes. Harrison, what about you? Yeah, so I dipped back into the old New Anthem Brewing Pond. It's been a little bit since I've had a, a beer from them. Um, I enjoyed Thought Police, which is uh, an IPA featuring Centennial and Citra Hops, as well as a few others. But it just had been a little bit since I had one of their IPAs, and it was, I just forgot how just crazy packed full of hops they are. It's really, it's amazing. Well, but it's also still very drinkable. It was kind of a little bit of a, a mind puzzle where I was just like, wow, I can tell this is thick and overpowered with hops, and there's probably a million per barrel or, whatever but also here i am drinking it like it's the sunny d and i'm i've been working outside all day and i'm just dehydrated like i downed it probably um appropriately fast but uh but still delicious stuff if you've had a really hoppy beer a really bitter beer i challenge you to go find new anthem somehow and drink that because like i said it's been a bit since i had one and i just was I've had a lot of beer and I'm blown away by just how much, how hoppy those friggin' things are. Um, chock full of it while still being drinkable. Again, it's not like cloying. You're not having hot burn or any of that stuff. They like ride that line kind of like a great hot wing where you're like, Whoa, I don't want to, you know, I end my life, but, but I'm right there. I'm right. This <laughs> is making me think thoughts. I don't normally think kind of like a roller coaster. You're terrified, but having a good time. At the same time, I don't know what I'm talking about. Not important. Um, but great beer. Seems like we had a good week, both of us, for beer, new breweries. Certainly tonight, going down memory lane. Got to, you know, beer's memory lane, or shared memory, I should say. Of all beer fans, we're going to pretty famous ESB. And just imagine John and I moving around in a small little MG car, waving in town and on the way to the pub. That's that's how we'll retire. But check in on us in 20 years. We'll be in, you know, northern England in a small town at a pub, just doing Driving whatever. on the wrong side of the road. Well, uh, we are <laughs> right. Wrong, right. Who's to say? But uh, sure. again, yeah, make sure to follow us online, all those normal places. What's happening next week, John? Big show next week. Big show. We've got Shelly and Eric. I'm going to say Des Marais. 
and I'm pronouncing it the poor French way. We're going to find out how to pronounce her last name next week. Shelly and Eric from CLS Hop Farms, helpful creators of the El Dorado Hop, and Alexandra Noel from Three Weavers Brewing. So we've got three people joining us on the show next week. We're going to talk about El Dorado Hops and why they're so tropical and magical. This is a show you don't want to miss. We'll see you in seven days. That's right. Until then... Cheers! Cheers. A little bit left. Down the hatch. <laughs> <laughs>